Welcome to the Life After Plus One podcast, where we turn life's lemons into delightful lemonade. Get ready for inspiring stories, uplifting conversations, and all the tips and tricks to rock your single parent journey with style. I'm your host, Leanne, and it's time to embrace the adventure of Life After Plus One. So let's dive in. Hello, hello, I'm Leanne, your podcast host, your single parent coach and mentor. And today, before I dive into today's episode, I do want to just remind you all that if you're going through a breakup, you're struggling to see the light at the end of the tunnel, or you're just having a bad time, you just need a bit of extra support or some help to get you through your single parent journey, then jump onto my website, lifeafterplus1.com. All the details are in the show notes. I do have a free discovery call available. So if you want to get started and you don't know if it's the right fit for you or if it's what you're looking for, then let's just jump on and have a free chat. Let's see if it's the right vibe for you. Lots of different programs available. So jump on, have a look. And I'd love to be able to walk you through that single parent journey. Let's make the most of this time whilst we're single parents and learn to love the process of it all. Okay, so for now, let's dive into today's episode. And I want to talk about egos our single parent egos because it is a very big thing to get in the way of our co-parenting it's probably the biggest hindrance there is our egos and the biggest thing with that the biggest issue with egos is that it gets in the way of what's best for the kids now our co-parenting arrangement should always be child-centered meaning that they're at the center of it, their priority of any decisions that are made. But put our egos into play, it becomes a whole new ball game. It becomes a lot of anger, hurt, frustration, wanting to show who's better, wanting to one-up the other person, wanting to hurt the other person. It's messy and it's not putting the kids' needs first. Now, the biggest thing that we all need to remember here. If you're leaving a relationship that wasn't healthy, you've left on bad terms and there was a lot of problems, then you're not going to walk straight into a co-parenting arrangement that's going to be healthy and easy. If you've come from an unhealthy relationship with this person, that same relationship pattern is going to continue in your co-parenting arrangement. Your relationship together is not going to change Because you guys have just broken up. Those emotions are still there. The way you handle things are still there. The way you talk to each other. The way you tolerate shit or don't tolerate shit. All those feelings and emotions are still there. And this is one thing that gets in the way of looking after what's best for the kids. When you're moving from a relationship to a co-parenting arrangement, you've got to make some changes as to how you two get along Otherwise, it's going to be messy as fuck like your relationship was. And if you don't want to continue on in a co-parenting arrangement for years to come, that's going to be toxic and unhealthy, then you need to make some changes. Otherwise, your co-parenting relationship is going to be exactly the same as your relationship was, which was unhealthy, which is why you're now separated. So egos and why we react and get angry and want to protect ourselves is usually stems from a sense of loss. They're fearful and they're holding on to something. So when a breakup has ended, 
and they may be fearful of losing the kids or fearful of losing their partner or fearful of losing the home or their money. So people do overreact. They're fearful of something and that's when egos come into play. They're stepping up and they're trying to protect themselves. But unfortunately, so many people take it too far where it affects the kids and that's not necessary. And it's really sad the things I see on social media these days that are people that are talking about their ex and what they're stopping them from doing and what they're trying to do to step in to control the situation and it's affecting the kids. Like, for example, not agreeing to allowing passports being signed or not allowing them to travel overseas with the other parent, fighting for extra custody time so the other parent misses out, fighting for more money unnecessarily so the other parent doesn't have as much. It just gets all about ego. And there's so many things that I just question why. Why would you stop your kids from wanting to have a fun experience overseas with the other parent? And it comes down to them feeling left out but they've got to accept that's the reality now and their actions need to reflect the priority of the kids now in a situation where you're dealing with a narcissist their actions are not going to reflect the priority of the kids their actions are going to reflect them and what is best for them no matter what and they will never see it that way for example stopping child support payments that's a dick move And it's done to try and hurt the other parent. But really, it stops the kid from receiving things that they should be getting with that money. It could be going towards clothes. It could be going towards education, after school activities. Raising kids these days is not cheap. So for a parent to stop paying that, to piss the other parent off, It's in turn having an effect on the kids and there's lots of these kind of moves that people do make as a way to try and piss the other parent off but it's depriving their own child all because they themselves don't want to get hurt or they're scared of being called out on their bad actions and what they've done wrong. So they try and protect themselves by making you suffer. So the biggest thing to take out of this situation when you are dealing with another parent that is just all about putting their needs first they're just focused on them and they don't realize the impact it's having the best thing you can do is pick your battles pick your battles is it worth questioning them on their bad behavior when they're just going to deny it is it worth it because sadly when you are dealing with certain character types say for example narcissists, they tend to get enjoyment when they rattle you. Even if it's negative attention, they will thrive on it. So when your ex tries to react and they're trying to make a move where they're putting their needs first and it triggers you and it really pisses you off, which is bound to happen, especially when it does affect the kids' needs because you as their parent want to step in and protect them. You get in protective mum mode or protective dad mode and you think, hell no, you're not putting my child as second priority. They come first and you just want to step in and protect them and speak up for them. But when you're doing that, you need to stop and think, they're triggering you. They're triggering you. Is you reacting to them worth it? Which goes back to my point, you need to pick your battles. 
So when you are co-parenting with someone that you've had a very ugly breakup with and possibly a toxic relationship with, some changes need to be made. Otherwise, you can expect all your years of co-parenting together to be extremely miserable and toxic. If you've had that ugly relationship together, or messy I should say, and a messy breakup, you need to find a way to handle things with this person differently. Otherwise, it's just going to continue in that same toxic path your relationship was in. And this can come down to the way you respond to this person, or I should say the way you don't respond. Instead of constantly answering back when they message something, even if it's something stupid and ridiculous, you ignore it. And it comes down to setting your boundaries If you want a healthy co-parenting relationship with this person that's just constantly focused on putting them first and wanting to say, screw you, I'm going to show you, then you've got to make some changes to this relationship. Otherwise, it's just going to mess with your head for years to come. So one of the biggest things you can do when you do get triggered by this person is just to stop. Stop and think. Why does this upset me? Why am I triggered by this? Why am I letting this get to me? Because when you can actually stop and look back on the situation and look at what's happening and look at your reaction from an outsider's perspective, you will respond very differently. When you can actually process what's happening and realize that they're just trying to rattle you, you realize my reaction is not worth it. Why am I wasting my time? So when you do get triggered by this person, the first thing, just stop and think, why am I upset by this? Why am I so worried and hurt and offended and frustrated by this person's opinion who is not a part of my life anymore? Why does it bother me? Why am I letting them get to me? Why are you giving them your energy? Think about that next time you get really upset. Take a deep breath. And then don't respond straight away because when you respond in the heat of the moment when you're angry, you're going to retaliate and get angry back at them. Take a deep breath. Think about what's just happened. Think about why you're getting angry. Why are you getting angry? Now, fearfully so, they could have said something quite nasty to you. They could have made a really dick move where they've decided not to cooperate with you, which is rightfully so, something to get angry about, something to get frustrated about. But if you know you've been with this person for however many years, you're now in the breakup, you possibly could have just broken up with them, you could have broken up with them five, ten years ago and you're still going through it. But you know this person, you know this is who they are, you know this is how they react. So why are you letting it bother you? It's not going to change unless you change the way you handle the situation. You need to change the dynamic because once one person stops behaving in a certain way, there is no dynamic. There is nothing left. If you've changed the way you're responding or you're not responding at all, then that whole dynamic has changed. This is their circus. Let them play in it. You're not a part of that show. Don't get involved Now, quite often there are things that happen where it can get to 
things that are quite serious that's related to the kids or financially or access to the kids. These things do happen. But these things usually happen over a matter of time. It's not something that's just happened straight off the bat. Something's usually led to that process happening. I'm not going to give any legal advice on this situation. So if you are in that situation, then it is best to get legal advice if you're in a situation where you've been deprived of access to the kids or they're stopping child support payments or they're depriving you of certain things that you should be getting in the breakup. This is all part of their ego and refusing to let go of things. But hopefully, if you find a way to change the dynamic early on, it won't get to this point. Don't let a situation escalate. Usually when it gets to that point where things are happening that are quite serious, it's because it's escalated to that point. We don't want to do that because we always need to remember you're modeling your behavior to the kids. They watch how we communicate and how we navigate different scenarios. If we're handling this situation by getting nasty with our ex or by depriving them of certain things or by not letting them see the kids, they see this, they see what's happening. Kids always see what's happening. Now, these types of scenarios relate to so many different topics. For example, disagreeing on parenting styles, financial matters, when one person has a new relationship, custody issues, and just competition for approval. Trying to play the better parent and trying to win the kid's approval. And this is why it is so important to work out a healthy co-parenting arrangement from the get-go. You don't need to be best friends. You don't need to get along. You don't even need to like each other. All you need to know is that person is a good parent to your kids. That's it. It does get really difficult when you're dealing with someone who is a controlling co-parent. And when they realize that you've tapped out, you're not involved, you've dropped all your emotions, they're just another person that's there and comes and sees the kids, you have absolutely no interest or care factor towards them at all. They're just another person. They will see that and they will try and come back in. They don't want to be seen as irrelevant. Change the dynamic. Don't engage because that's what it is. It's very competitive. When something's not happening that's not right or that's putting their reputation at risk or that's making them fearful of something, then you as their ex will be the victim of that. You will cop that. So the biggest thing we need to remember in this situation is we cannot change them. We cannot change anything they do, anything they say, how they react. Their opinion is always going to be the same. I've dealt with this for nearly 10 years now and nothing has changed with him. Eventually, he'll go through his little moods where he might be a little bit nicer and I'm constantly walking on eggshells. So this is why I do not engage in any contact that's unnecessary. And when someone's trying to make you look less than them, that's an ego thing. That's an ego thing. Don't play that game. That is their circus. You don't have a ticket for that show. Get out of it. And it is very hard. It's hard just to ignore it. It's hard to let it slide. But if you respond, if you engage, if you keep going with their stupid demands and keep going with the communication, it's going to escalate. It is going to escalate. It's not just going to improve and be healthy, happy, sunshine, roses overnight. 
because they've just woken up in a good mood. It doesn't work like that. And the hardest part about this is even though you're trying to do the right thing and they're not, you can't control that. And it's going to happen. There's going to be quite often a situation where one person's trying to do the right thing and you've got one other person that's just keep making these dicky moves. You can't control them. Your only way to control the situation is to control your reaction. And to stop it from escalating and getting uglier and uglier is just to keep the peace. Sometimes you just got to put a smile and say, sure, okay. And if it means keeping the peace, then so be it. If it means making a healthier, happy environment for you and for your kids, then so be it. If the co-parenting arrangement and process is much easier, then so be it. But if your ego is hurt and you're depriving your ex of something and you're stopping them from seeing the kids or you're stopping them from spending certain occasions with them, stop and think, why are you taking it personally? Why are you taking this situation that should be based around the kids? Why are you taking that personally? And why are you putting your needs ahead of the kids? Co-parenting should be purely about the children. They didn't ask to be in this situation. They didn't ask to be in the middle of this co-parenting arrangement, in the middle of this breakup. And they're probably not even complaining about it. They're just going along doing what mum or dad says. But you need to make anything that's about the other parent and vice versa with their needs as priority. And that's it. You need to step back and take your identity out of it. This isn't an ego game. This isn't about who's the better parent. This isn't about who's going to have more time with the kids, who's got more money, who's got the bigger house, who's got the best partner. Who gives a fuck? Who cares? It's not about where we live. It's not about how much money I have. It's not about what we wear, where we go on holidays to. Kids don't care about dollar value. They care about how they're being parented and they pick it up. They see And if you're being a jerk to your ex, the kids pick up these behaviors. They see this. So the biggest thing you can take out of a situation with your ex, if you're having issues with your co-parenting arrangement, then what has changed since your breakup to make that easier for you and your kids? What's changed? If nothing, then it's time to make those changes time to make those changes and to do that you need to change the way you handle the situation you need to change the way you respond to them if responding at all don't get sucked in even if they message you about your appearance they might message you about your new partner they might message you about your job something totally irrelevant it's all to rattle you and if you do rattle you're going to bite back and it's going to escalate And this is when things get really ugly and really messy, especially when you're dealing with settlements and custody. When you start to get nasty with your ex, all those things get messy. And it blows me away. This is one of the biggest things that you can take away from life. And I see it all the time when you go somewhere as a business owner myself, and I've been in business for a number of years. If you've got a customer that's coming to you and they're a complete arsehole, and they're complaining about something, how likely are you going to be to want to cooperate with this person? If someone's coming to you yelling and screaming and getting abusive at you in your business, good chance you're just going to want to kick them out and say, listen, get out of here. I don't want to have anything to do with you. 
But if they come to you calmly and cooperatively and speak to you about a situation that happened that wasn't so positive, there's a good chance that you will want to find out what the situation was. There's a good chance you will want to cooperate with them because of the way they handled the situation. And I see it all the time when people go out in restaurants and they complain and they get angry. And I just think to myself, where is this going to get you? Where is that mentality going to get you? If you're in a restaurant or somewhere and you're abusing the staff, what do you think you're going to gain from that? If you're not happy about a situation, if you talk to someone calmly and politely and be nice about it, there's a good chance they're going to want to cooperate with you and help you out. And the same thing applies with co-parenting. When you're dealing with your ex and they might be being an arsehole, but if you're doing it back to them, they're just going to keep doing it back to you. They're going to be like that business owner. They're like, fuck, I'm not dealing with that. And they just keep either going off at you or they'll just ignore you. And then they're not going to want to cooperate with you later down the track throughout the co-parenting arrangement. If you want your co-parenting life to be easier and healthier, then you can't go in there yelling and screaming and fighting and trying to get your point across in an angry way. We understand that when you go through a breakup, you have a lot of emotions going on. It is standard. You've just broken up from the love of your life. That's why you're hurt, you're upset, you're lost, you're confused. This is why co-parenting is so hard because now you've got to handle kids and life and everything on your own, but you're also dealing with the heartbreak of the love that you've just lost, the life that you've just lost and everything else. It's a lot to take on. All these emotions and everything is a lot. And a lot of people aren't taught how to handle these in an effective way. And as a result, it just spirals. Because not only are you dealing with one person that's heartbroken, that's dealing with losing their kids full time, possibly losing their house, losing some money, losing whatever else, losing their identity. You're dealing with two people in this situation that are both going through this that have both got emotions that are going through the roof, they're confused, they're lost, you're both in the same boat, which makes more sense to want to cooperate. You're both hurting, you're both lost, you're both confused, you're both upset, you both don't know what the fuck to do. So why not just sit down and go, listen, we don't have to like each other, but let's just work this out for the kids. And that's what it comes down to. What is best for the kids? So you can take that option and be the bigger person and try and be the one that can put your emotions to the side, put your ego to the side and think, I don't give a fuck what they've done anymore. All I care about is me having a healthy, happy life and my kids having a healthy, happy life. And if it means biting my tongue, sitting down with my ex and working out something that we can do to make this easier for both of us, then I'm going to do it. Now, you might think, why the fuck would I want to do that? Why the fuck would I want to sit down with my ex to make his life easier? It's not about making his life easier. It's about making your life easier and your kids' life easier. But if choosing to do that, if you are going to go down that path, I highly commend you. But when you do, word it in a way that's benefiting them. Let them think they're getting some benefit out of it. Listen, if we sit down and chat, it's going to make it easier for you. Let's sit down and work out what we both want. Now, it is fair to say that some people, a lot of people quite possibly try and do this But again, their egos get in the way. They want more. They want more time with the kids. They want more money. They want more this. They want more that. Ego. More, 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 more. And it never works out. So they end up going to court. And it costs them a shit ton of money. And they go to court because they're not thinking about what's best for the kids. They're thinking about what's best for them. Mind you, some people are going to court because they're thinking about what's best for the kids. Because the other parent might be being greedy 
but it is quite common for people to get to that place because they're focused on what's best for them. I want the kids more. I want this. I want that money. I want that house. And it blows me away. Some, so many times I think when people fight for the house, I just think to myself, why the fuck do you want to keep a house that you've lived in with your ex? Then you're going to get a new partner and you're going to have them come into that house where you've spent all these years with, with your ex? That's fucking weird. I don't know. People might have a different opinion to that. But you see it quite often. People are fighting for that same house. They want the same house that they lived in. I don't know if it's just an ego thing. They just, they want it because it's theirs. In my opinion, we think, why would you not want to make a fresh start? Why would you not want to make a fresh start? You're going to get someone, eventually going to meet someone new and you've got all these memories with your ex and where they've slept and where they've done this and where they kept their car and whatever else. I think a lot of that's just about ego. They're too scared to do it on their own, perhaps. They're too scared to start looking at property on their own because that's a big fucking move, isn't it? And that is a show I'm going to look at doing down the track, investing in property as a single parent, because it is a scary one. That's a big move. But back on track. So when dealing with egos, with co-parents, all these emotions, all these me, 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 I, I, I's, I want, I want, I want, stop and think. What do the kids want? What's best for them? And if the other parent is not going to cooperate with you, then change how you handle the situation. If it's just been messy all the way through from the breakup and it still continues to be messy because something hasn't changed. So you need to look at what you can change to make this an easier process. And if that means just ignoring messages, if it means just responding to them on only set occasions because they're not going to cooperate, they're not going to come to the party no matter what. Because in their eyes, no matter what you say or do, you're the bad person. You're the person that's always in the wrong. And I'm that person with my ex. I'm always in the wrong. But I've learned to deal with that. That's okay. That's his opinion. That's one of millions. Billions. I don't lose sleep over that. And that's how you need to be. You need to get to the point where it doesn't phase you what they think. But just make sure it's putting the kids' needs first. It may involve going down the path of mediation or legal advice if that's what it takes to get the other person to want to sit down and listen to you. Because it's not an easy process to get an uncooperative co-parent to all of a sudden want to sit down with you and look at what's best for the kids because they're still in that headspace of, well, fuck, I'm not giving you what you want. I'm not going to cooperate with you. Even though you might be willing to put your ego aside, you might be willing to put your anger and emotions aside. They might not be. So it's not easy to come to the party or come to an agreement when they're not going to cooperate. And that's the big thing. If you want to make something work best for the kids, you've both got to cooperate. And unfortunately, if that other person isn't willing to, you've just got to learn how to handle it. And by that, change the dynamic. Don't go to their circus. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap this up. And if you've got any other single parent friends out there that will benefit from this, share it with them. Write a review because getting a review out there gets us seen out there more. Gets life after plus one seen in the world of podcasts and let's get this word out there. Let's get more people on board because it's my job to help everyone in their single parent journey and make this a fun, enjoyable process. So like I said, write a review, give us a like, give us a star, give us a share because I love it all. And don't forget, if you are wanting some extra support on your single parent journey, jump over to my website, lifeafterplus1.com. I'm here to help you through the process. It's fun if you've got the right mind frame. So let's walk through this single parent journey together and learn to love it. So that's it from me today, guys. Thank you all. And until next time, I'll be in your ears then. 
Thank you for joining us on the Life After Plus One podcast. If you loved what you heard today and looking for some further support, then jump onto our website, lifeafterplusone.com. Plus, don't forget to check out our Instagram page for further resources and inspo. You can find all the links in the show notes. And remember, you're not alone on this path. I'm looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. And in the meantime, keep thriving, keep growing, and keep exploring your amazing life after plus one. Thank you.